0: chapter 6 of miss billy this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by phil sheriver miss billy by eleanor h porter chapter 6 the coming of billy after another long search william came back to the train shed vaguely hoping that Billy might even then be there. The girl was still standing alone by the gate. There was another train on the track now, and the rush of many feet had swept her a little to one side. She looked frightened now and almost ready to cry. Still, William noticed that her chin was lifted bravely and that she was making a stern effort at self-control. He hesitated a moment, then went straight toward her. I beg your pardon, he said kindly, lifting his hat. But I notice that you have been waiting here some time. Perhaps there is something I can do for you? A rosy color swept to the girl's face. Her eyes lost their frightened appeal and smiled frankly into his. Oh, thank you, sir. There is something you can do for me, if you will be so kind. You see, I can't leave this place. I'm so afraid he'll come and I'll miss him. But I think there's some mistake. Could you telephone for me? Billy Nielsen was country-bred, and in Hamden Falls all men served all other men and women, whether they were strangers or not. So to Billy this was not an extraordinary request to make in the least. William Henshaw smiled. Certainly I shall be very glad to telephone for you. Just tell me whom you want and what you want to say. Thank you. If you call up Mr. William Henshaw, then, of Beacon Street, please, and tell him Billy's come. I'll wait here. Oh, then Billy did come, cried the man, in glad surprise, his face alight. But where is he? Do you know Billy? I should say I did, laughed Billy, with the lightness of a long-lost child, who has found a friend. Why, I am Billy myself. To William Henshaw. The world swam dizzily and went suddenly mad. The floor rose, and the roof fell while cars and people performed impossible acrobatic feats above, below, and around him. Then, from far off, he heard his own voice stammer, "You are b Billy, yes, and I'll wait here if you'll just tell him, please. He's expecting me, you know, so it's all right. only perhaps he made a mistake in the time. Maybe you know him anyhow." With one mighty effort, William Henshaw pulled himself sharply together. He even laughed and tossed his head in a valiant imitation of Billy herself, but his voice shook. Know him? I should say I did, he cried. Why, I am William Henshaw myself. You? Uncle William, why, where's your pink? The man's face was already so red it could not get any redder, but it tried to do so. "'Why are Er, um, I—it—er—if you'll just come into the waiting-room a minute, my dear,' he stuttered miserably, "'I—I'll explain about that. I shall have to leave you for a minute.' He plunged on frenziedly as he led the way to a seat. "'A matter of business that I must attend to. I'll be right back. Wait here, please.' And he almost pushed the girl into a seat and hurried away. At a safe distance, William Hinshaw turned and looked back. His knees were shaking, and his fingers had grown cold at their tips. He could see her plainly as she bent over the basket in her lap. He could see even the pretty curve of her cheek and of her slender throat when she lifted her head, and that Billy was a girl. People near him at that moment saw a flushed-faced, nervous-appearing man throw up his hands with a despairing gesture, roll his eyes heavenward, and then plunge into the nearest telephone booth. In due time, William Henshaw had his brother Bertram on the other end of the wire. "'Bertram!' he called shakily. "Hello, Will, that you? What's the matter? You're late. Didn't he come?' "'Come,' groaned William. "'Good Lord! Bertram! Billy's a girl!' A what? A girl. A girl? Yes, yes, don't stand there repeating what I say in that idiotic fashion, Bertram. Do something, do something. Do something, gasped Bertram. Great Scott, Will. If you want me to do something, don't knock me silly with a blow like that. Now, what did you say? I said that Billy is a girl. Can't you get that? demanded William despairingly. Well, by Jove, breathed Bertram. Come, come, think. What shall we do? Why, bring her home, of course. Home? Home? Chattered William. Do you think we five men can bring up a distractingly pretty eighteen-year-old girl with curly cheeks and pink hair? With what? No, no, I mean curly hair and pink cheeks. Bertram, do be sensible, begged the man. This is serious. Serious? I should say it was. Only fancy what Cy si will say-a hey girl! Holy smoke! Tote her along. I want to see her. But I say we can't keep her here with us, Bertram. Don't you see we can't? Then take her to Kate's or to-to one of those young women's Christian Union things. No, no, I can't do that. That's impossible. Don't you understand? She's expecting to go home with me. Home! I'm her uncle William lucky uncle william be still bertram well doesn't she know your mistake that you thought she was a boy heaven forbid i hope not cried the man fervently i most let it out once but i think she didn't notice it you see we-we were both surprised well i should say and bertram i can't turn her out-i can't i tell you only fancy my going to her now and saying "'If you please, Billy, you can't live at my house. After all, I thought you were a boy, you know.' "'Great Scott, Bert. If she'd once turn those big brown eyes of hers on you, as she has on me, you'd see.' "'I'd be delighted, I'm sure,' sung a merry voice across the wires. "'Sounds real interesting. Bertram, can't you be serious and help me out? But what can we do?' "'I don't know. We'll have to think. But for now, get Kate.' Uh, telephone her, tell her to come right straight over, and that she's got to stay all night. All night? Of course. Billy's got to have a chaperone, hasn't she? Now hurry, we shall be up right away. Kate's got company. Never mind, leave em Tell her she's got to leave em, and tell Cyril, of course, what to expect, and look a here, you two behave now. None of your nonsense. Now mind, I'm not going to have this child tormented i won't bat an eyelid on my word i won't chuckled bertram but oh i say will yes what's spunk eh oh great scott i forgot spunk i I don't know she's got a basket he's in that i suppose anyhow he can't be any more of a bombshell than his mistress was now be quick and none of your fooling bertram tell them all pete And Dong Ling, don't forget, I won't have Billy find out for the world. Fix it up with Kate. You'll have to fix it up with her. That's all. And there came the sharp click of a receiver against the hook. End of chapter 6